Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Today's question comes from a listener, and they want to know the answer to the question. What exactly is a reprobate mind? Well, in Romans 9.21, it says, Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for noble purposes and some for common use? Well, the question before us about a reprobate mind is one that takes us deep into the scriptures and into the heart and mind of God who desires to save people. The doctrine of predestination is also called election. Well, the doctrine of predestination to damnation is called the doctrine of reprobation. The Greek word atakosimos for reprobate occurs eight times in the New Testament, but is translated translated into the English using various words. And the following are an example of this. Romans 1.28 says, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind and to do what ought not to be done. 1 Corinthians 9.27 But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. 2 Corinthians 13.5-7 says this, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or you do not realize this about your yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail to meet the test. I hope you will find out that we have not failed the test but we pray to God that you may not do wrong not that we may appear to have met the test but that you may do what is right though we may have seemed to fail. 2 Timothy 3 8 says just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses so these men also oppose the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. Titus 1 16 says they profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. Hebrews 6, 8 says, but if it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. Well, here's three important points about election and reprobation. All humanity is in sin and has rebelled against the Lord God, which is why he doesn't have to elect a single person to salvation. When the Lord saves sinners, the Lord Lord works in that person by creating belief. And all of this contrasts with the doctrine of reprobation, where the Lord bypasses a sinner not creating belief in their heart and letting them go their own way. Well, reprobation and election are not ultimately equal. In the work of election, the Lord acts powerfully to change people from sinners into saints. And while election is an act of God, reprobation is the reflex demonstrating the Lord has not elected everybody. See, God choosing to save some is also a decision not to save others. And such decision is called election. And the decision is not uh, the not, decision not to save is called preterition. And such an act or the two two sides of the same coin and equally ultimate to that degree. For example, the Lord elects by calling sinners by saving them apart from any works they do. In preterition, the Lord doesn't do anything but leave sinners alone. You see, the work of God in condemning the wicked is not the reverse side of his work in saving sinners, but it demonstrates the Lord alone is the primary agent in salvation. Well, Romans 1.28 has a lot to say about the reprobate mind. It's where Paul explains that the Lord hands people over to a debased mind. These are people who refuse to have anything to do with the Lord. They're not interested in God uh, and they're handed over by God to idols. 
You see, to acknowledge the Lord is to retain Him at the center of our affections, at the very seat of our life, and to respond to Him with thankfulness and worship as He has revealed Himself in it, the Word of God. You see, when we acknowledge the Lord with our minds, we can think properly and we can reason correctly based on Scripture, as Romans 12, 1-2 says. And when we don't, we will be unable to think rightly about the Lord and make right and godly decisions based on the Word of God. While it's essential to bring clarity here and not confusion, for the unbelieving mind is not capable of reason. It cannot glorify God in its unregenerate, unsaved state. So the unregenerate or the unsaved mind can understand there is a holy God, from whom uh, they should worship and give thanks. But with that said, an unregenerate, unsaved person cannot worship and give thanks as the Lord God commands. Even so, the, those who are saved can present evidence to those who aren't saved, showing the existence of God and the Christian faith, which Paul did in Acts uh, 17, 22 through 24. Even so, apart from the Holy Spirit, unsaved people will take such evidence, they will pervert it, and they'll use it to justify their current state away from the Lord. The reprobate mind is given over to sinful passions and desires. For such a person is set on satisfying every appetite and every desire that they have. The person who rejects God serves themselves and as a result comes under the condemnation of the Lord. And such people don't have any desire for the things of God. To attend church or engage in any of the spiritual disciplines like, you know, reading your Bible, praying, or anything like that. As a result, they're under the just condemnation of the Lord, which is why they have no conviction of their sin or a desire for the things of God. What we've discussed thus far today in this show is very saddening because it demonstrates the state of our present world. But with that said, Christians do not have a reprobate mind because they have the Holy Spirit since they're born again. Christians, as a result, will imperfectly seek the will of God as they struggle against indwelling sin and grow in the grace of God. Well, Romans 1.28 describes the reprobate mind as those who have rejected God and are wicked and godless, who suppress the truth by their wickedness. For upon such people the wrath of God rests, Romans 1.18 says. See, Janus and Jambres are described by Paul as those who resist the truth, men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the truth in 2 Timothy 3.8. Reprobation here is demonstrated by resistance to the truth because of corrupt minds. In Titus 1.16, Paul refers to those whose works are reprobate. It says, They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. Those who are reprobate have some knowledge of God and may even know the commandments of God. Even so, they live impure lives and they have little to zero desire to please the Lord because they live for themselves. These are the people whom the Lord has rejected and He has chosen to leave to their own devices. Christians are those who by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, do not have reprobate minds because they are new creations in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Christians are new people because they have believed the gospel of grace. And as a result, Christians are new people who live and speak differently than the world for their entire world is centered on Jesus, whom they serve wholeheartedly. Christians, unlike those who are reprobate, seek to live a God-honoring life that pleases the Lord, unlike the reprobate who only live for themselves. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. 
you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org. 